0: God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That's from 2 Timothy 1.7. Hi, I'm Katie with Bountiful Living, and Paul is using this scripture to talk to his student, his protege, his son in the faith, person that he is mentoring, to not have fear when sharing the faith. And that is the context of that scripture. However, we know what he's saying is true. And it's something that we can apply with God's character of who he is. So if God is not someone who gives fear, who can we ascribe that to? Who is bringing fear into our lives? That would be the enemy. Of course, we know that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but Christ has come for us to have life, and life to the full. As Jesus tells us, he is the good shepherd in John 10.10. This episode is a bit of a bonus. (laughs) Not at all what I have been planning to talk about, and every once in a while, I feel like God just gives me something I'm so eager to share with you, and I'm glad that the schedule is not so busy that I can actually sit down and talk to you today. Because the truth of the matter is, we all have fear. Whether you are a really fearful person, like you cannot watch a scary movie, you cannot, um, I don't know, you have nightmares repeatedly, or someone like me, who my fear tends to be fear of failure, fear of what people think. So there's definitely a spectrum But guys, it is all fear, and it's all equally not good for us. It leads to depression. It leads to anxiety. It causes us to fall apart and lose our peace that Jesus came for us to have, for us to walk in that peace as we keep our minds on him. At one of my friend's houses growing up, there was a picture on the wall that says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And that has stayed with me and repeated in my spirit time and time again, that we as believers have to remind ourselves that when we keep ourselves focused on God and who he is, that is how we are able to defend against fear. Having a trust in God, whether it's our actions or whether it's knowing who we are in Christ, regardless We know the opposite of fear is peace. And I know many of us are seeking that when those anxieties come in and overwhelm us. No matter what we are fearing today, it is something that we can put to death and not allow it to reign in our life, not to reign in our heart or in our mind as we keep ourselves steadfast. On the Prince of Peace. I was sharing Psalm 91, which, as usual, I can't find my notes because I mean, there are days when I'm like, man, I've got some fresh revelation. Really wish I could share it with somebody. But this is where we have to step in because, you know, life is what it is and just ask God to speak, regardless of our human imperfection, because when we read his word, it has power. You guys, if you've been listening for a while, have heard probably some of my Praying God's Word episodes. And I don't really talk about the scriptures at all. But I had the privilege over the summer of being a part of a friend's study. She's doing a prayer encounter where we took a really deep look at Psalm 91. And I've heard this Over and over again, and I wish I could find the book where I read this for the first time. But this has been a power chapter for the church for hundreds of years. People have looked to this specific chapter in the Bible for strength and for protection. And I think it pairs really well with Ephesians 6 with putting on our armor of God, which is something we cannot (laughs) neglect to do. But I want to start first with Psalm 91. And I'm reading this from the Passion Translation. If this is a new translation of the word for you, I'm always really leery of new things because they haven't been as tried and tested as some of the others. Like I know We've had some versions of the Bible come out, and I'm like, eh, was that really God's word or was it man's? So let's get started. In Psalms 91, it says, when you abide. So this is talking to you, follower of Christ. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai. So when you look up that word, you may have heard immigrant years ago sing El Shaddai. It means God most high. That's what that word means. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you're hidden in the strength of God most high. I hear that name of God many times. And he is, it it gives him all power, all authority, all dominion. He is above all things and in all things. It's just a really powerful name for God most high. I'm going to flip quickly to my Bible, Bible, I typically read from the NASB, which that is K. Arthur. I do precepts quite a bit. And so um, that's the version I read from the most. I know the ESV is also a good one. Ha! Turn right to it. Good. I've got some notes. So I'll be able to kind of compare these side by side. So verse two says, he is the hope that holds me, the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me, my great confidence, he will rescue you from any hidden trap of the enemy. So when we were looking at this, what a stronghold is. So guys, if you think about um, kind of medieval times and how they would surround the city and they would have watchmen at the gate who would say, oh, good people are coming, a messenger's coming, bad people are coming, you know, let's defend. But it was also a place that was a respite. And what I found was so interesting about this word because I took some time looking up the specific Hebrew, Greek word, whichever one it was, forgive me, I don't have my notes, but whichever original word this was in the transcript that I look up the definition of that word and stronghold not only meant fortress for protection, for shelter, but it was also like a place of rest. Like when we think about our homes or at least what our homes should be, um, Mine is a bit chaotic if you hear any banging we're remodeling right now, which I can't wait to tell you all about that. There's always things I want to tell you guys. But um, basically, it's a place of peace. It's a place of rest from the world. So that's what it says, that he is the hope that holds you and that stronghold to shelter you the only God for me, my great confidence, verse three, he will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. And some versions of that say from the snare of the fowler. So another kind of interesting thing that we don't necessarily think about now, because we don't live this way. That's why I love um, some of these study helps. A person would put out these little trails for a bird, kind of like, you know, Hansel and Gretel style, and put out these little trails for the bird to follow, and then suddenly they're in a trap. And so that's specifically what that means. So it's rescuing you from those hidden traps, those ones that are luring us in. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. I think that one's pretty straightforward. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have fear of a spirit of darkness coming against you. No, you won't fear a thing, whether by night or day. This danger will not trouble you nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Now, the reason I love this translation, and I'll read the NASB, because it's a little diff it's quite different, actually, says, you will not be afraid of the terror by night, or the arrow that flies by day, or the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or destruction that lays waste at noon. So you have to kind of get in and look at those words to understand them. This is like spelling it out pretty clearly. And a lot of us want to think that the enemy is not real. When you look in Ephesians 6, when it is talking about that armor of God right before it, it says our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against darkness, against rulers in the heavenlies. So we need to remember that a lot of times it isn't the person around us that is causing the trouble, that is causing the harm, that is really from the enemy. And we can defend against it. We don't have to be defenseless and sit here and just pretend it's not real. And if you don't, if this is new to you and you're like, what? No, this is, this is not, this is not real. Spiritual warfare of angels and demons is not real. I ask you to pray about it ask you to get in God's word and read about it and see what it says. But here's the good news. None of it's going to trouble you. None of it's going to touch you. No weapon formed against us will prosper. We'll get to that verse in a minute. Verse 7 says, Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being wiped out, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment for they will be paid back for what they have done. In our world, we're sitting here, I know many of us thinking about the evils and wondering, like, how can some of this stuff be? And we will remember that God will bring justice. He will. We, in my prayer group, as we were focusing on this verse, it was kind of grievous because We don't want to see the people we love that are in darkness that don't know Jesus. We don't want to see them suffer punishment. God offers his son to everyone. Everyone has the opportunity to repent. Everyone has the opportunity to come to Jesus. They choose whether they go to the right or to the left. They are the ones who choose. And it says in 1 Peter And I know I've read it here on the podcast before that it's God's desire that all come. It is his desire. That's what he wants. That's why his, he is slow. Like someone like, why haven't Jesus, why hasn't he come back yet? Why? You know, we could be on different ends of this with our emotions, right? But God has not returned yet. He is waiting for people to repent and to turn to him. So let's pray for those who are still in darkness. And know that God is protecting you. Verse 9 and 10 say, When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then can evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they're going to be there for you to keep your foot from stumbling guys we've all heard about guardian angels this is god saying and in hebrews agrees with this and there's many other places in the bible this is talking about one of the ways god protects us no you are protected it says in verse 13 you will walk unharmed amongst the fiercest powers of darkness trampling every one of them beneath your feet. And so this is God responding to the psalmist. Here is what the Lord has spoken to me. And this is what he says to you and to everyone who is his child. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help. Every time you pray, you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor i will satisfy you with a full life and with all that i do for you you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation guys this is the john ten ten. we are saved we are rescued from all of this because of jesus and he wants us to walk and operate in peace he wants those anxieties those fears the condemnation from the enemy to wash away and for us to rest in the precious arms of Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for my soul. I repeat some of these verses time and time again, because we need to commit things to memory so that we are ready to defend ourselves against the hard times and the dark times we need god's word to come out and speak life over our situation and if we don't know god's word and it isn't hidden in our hearts we will not only sin against god that's what the that's another what one of the things the bible says of why we should commit it but it gives us peace guys read this over yourself today i'm going to repeat it because you need to know I see many if, then, if, then in his word, because a lot of times it's like this, this isn't for everyone. This, this promise is not for everyone. It is for those who love God, who delight in God, who have been loyal to his name. He will protect you. He will answer your cry for help. It doesn't say sometimes when you pray, every time you pray. And you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with the full life and with all that I do for you. You will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. My friends, these are promises. Promises. We can take them to the bank. Pray this over yourself. Pray this over your children. I had my daughter read this before she went to school today because... She went into battle. And I do not win 100% of the time discipling my kids, but I love the days when we can use God's word to encourage our children. So whether it is you or whether it is your children, whether it is your friend that is dealing with fear, bring them to Jesus. Remind them of who he is. Remind them that we don't have to be subject to fear god says be strong and courageous the lord your god is with you wherever you go i read a verse today that i i know i've glossed over glanced because i've read the bible but sometimes i'm not paying attention to everything and i'm going to have to pull it up here on my phone because i didn't actually do a ton of study on it but because god was saying it of himself i know it's about israel i know that um, we have to put it through that specific filter. But in Zechariah 2, 5, it says, to her, I will be, oh, to her. <laughs> Interesting English. I wonder what uh, version of the Bible this is. And I will be to her a wall of fire all around, declares the Lord. I will be the glory in her midst. Wow, guys. As I was walking my neighborhood today, going on my my walk, today, <laughs> I pictured myself walking with a wall of fire of protection around me. Because that's one of the things that it talks about in Psalm 91 when it says that he is our shield and buckler. So if you think about a shield, it protects from one side. A lot of times with the armies, they would... Uh, pair people up back to back so that there would be more shields or they'd sometimes duck down under their shields to protect themselves from the arrow but what god does is that buckler is is like representative of a belt or um, there's some some interpretations say umbrella so it's something that completely covers that's the that's the true understanding of that it's it's not partial coverage it's total coverage guys Total. There is not a better insurance plan than following after Jesus. So I encourage you today to make Psalm 91 part of your study, something that you go to time and time again, something that you know and believe that you have. This is this is for you, believer. I mean, I have to look up again. I've I've walked in here with no notes. <laughs> Because we hear this in a song, weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper, right? We sing that in church. So this is from Isaiah 54. And honestly, I could read this entire chapter to you guys. We could probably spend an entire uh, episode on this this chapter. But interestingly enough, and this is something only God could do, uh, the first part of Isaiah 54 is kind of a prophetic calling, For the barren to shout for joy, that there will be life again, that there's actually a time and opportunity to enlarge the tents, you know, coming out of all the desolation and the suffering that Israel went through when God was restoring things back. And of course, a lot of this is things that is for Zion, which is our future still. So it does apply to us. I'm going to read, pick up and read in Isaiah 54, verse 4, because it says, fear not. I mean, <laughs> I've got to read it because it's saying that. Fear not, you will not be put to shame, and do not feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced, but you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more, for your husband is your maker, whose name is the Lord of hosts, your Redeemer, The Holy One of Israel, who is called God of all the earth. I'm going to read this because we need more of the word (laughs) in our lives. Verse 6 says, The Lord has called you like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, even like the wife of one's youth when she is rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I forsook you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In an outburst of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting loving kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. For this is like the days of Noah to me, when I swore that the waters of Noah would not flood the earth again. So that's God's covenant there. So I have sworn, I will not be angry with you, nor will I rebuke you. For the mountains may be removed, the hills may shake, but my loving kindness will not be removed from you. My covenant of peace will not be shaken, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. O afflicted one, storm-tossed, not comforted, behold, I will set stones in anonymity, And your foundations I will lay in sapphires. So this is that future stuff. Moreover, I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of crystal, and your entire wall of precious stones. And your sons will be taught of the Lord. And the well-being of your sons will be great. In righteousness you will be established. You will be far from oppression, for you will not fear. And from terror, it won't come near you. If anyone fiercely avails you, it will not be from me. So we learn from 2 Timothy, it is not from God. Whoever assails you will fall because of you. Behold, I myself have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and bring out a weapon for its work. For I have created the destroyer to ruin No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. So guys, that is a lot of what we were just reading and talking about, and I did not even know. God knew. We have a heritage, as servants of the Lord. And when we are crying out for justice, when we are crying out for vindication, remember that it is from God. Satan will have to answer for what he has done to God's people. Hell was created for him and his demons, not for mankind. So I say to you today, beloved of God, be strong and courageous. Fear not. God, we just thank you for your word today and the comfort that it brings that we can go to the Prince of Peace, that we do not have to stay afflicted and storm-tossed and without comfort. When we come to you, there is life, there is light, there is peace, there is an end to darkness. In you, we are overcomers. In you, we are protected. You wall around us, protecting us completely. And this is something that we can be confident in and we can teach our children to be confident in your faithfulness and your goodness and your power. The enemy cannot harm us. You are not the one who inflicts fear. You give us power, love, and a sound mind. For those of my friends out there today who are dealing with a restless mind, I just tear down every stronghold, anything that has raised itself up against the knowledge of Christ. You, God, are our peace. And when we say the name of Jesus, enemy has to flee. He actually trembles at the name of Jesus. So to continue to cry out to him in prayer, he he hears all of our prayers. And we know, God, that you are with us today. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We give you all the power, all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, God. It is you alone that we worship. In the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.